Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Moneyline Madness Podcast. We're live again, so that's pretty cool. And uh, episode 51 this time. It's Matt. It's Andrew. How's everybody doing? We're, we're vibing, bro. Honestly, it's been nothing but vibes over here. Made a lot of money the other day. I don't know if any of these people watching right now were tapped into what we were doing the other day with our first Moneyline Madness live stream. But we hit on our hit rate the other day was just incredible, bro. It was next level. It was next level. We cashed out on what was it? Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. Well, yeah, of the th- the clip that I did. Three of the four hit, and yours was a strikeout short, which Bro, really sucked. He should have had that for us, too. Yeah, he, he didn't really have a single was... strikeout in the first two innings of the game. Had four in the next two, and then he came out of the game. Then, but Yeah, it, does, it doesn't make more. sense. Very, very odd strategy there, but I really could have used that one more strikeout. Yeah. A yeah. clean sweep would have been very satisfying. <laughs> um, But, you know, we're back anyways. We're going to go and uh, discuss today MLB bets. We're going to talk trade rumors because yesterday was insane. Yesterday was madness. So in case anybody missed it, we watched Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals get nearly half a billion dollars put on the table for him over the the term of 15 years. And he looked at the Nationals in the face and decided half a billion just wasn't enough for him. No, not enough. And I love it personally. I think the guy, he's one of the best players in baseball. And I can understand where he's coming from. Now, 15 years, that's a long deal. And by the time you get to that, second half of the deal maybe the last 30 percent of it 29 million dollars a year really isn't going to be that much with the no, MLB's it, cap it just yeah. it's not going to be yeah the, it kind of came out of nowhere but the truth is is the reason he turned it down is because it's 15 years and it's the nationals like i don't think he wants to play there anymore they're they're not going to be good for a long time like they're other than the cubs i don't think there's a team with a worse future but mm-hmm. When you look at 15 years, 440, that's 29.3 a year. That would be the 20th most average annual, average annual value for, yep. in my eyes, the second best player in the league and could be first very soon if he's put on a good team. So That's what uh, I'm saying. Like yeah. He's one of the best players in the league, noticeably on the yeah. Nationals. So you put him on a contender now where he's under the spotlight and in a bigger market, it's going to get really scary really fast. Yeah. His so, career averages is he's a 290 hitter, 427 on base percentage with uh, 34 home runs a year and 103 RBIs. That's, yeah, that's worth a lot. That's so. ridiculous. And like nobody on his team is helping him. You know, no, he's getting zero yeah. assistance. It's not like he has Anthony Rendon anymore. He decided to go take a paycheck and then get hurt. Um, Bryce Harper, obviously not with the Nationals anymore. Max Scherzer is not with the Nationals anymore. So, yeah, right, he's not. you know, those are all the guys that you looked at in the former past years and you were like, oh, that's a, that's a decent, you know, Nat squad yeah. they got going on. But nowadays it's just Juan Soto. And yeah. so I, it's understandable wanting to play for a contender. I wouldn't want to be stuck in Washington for 15 years, man. I mean, like, no, but you, you're that it's... caliber of a player, like. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's going to be very interesting because I personally, I was talking to my friends about this yesterday. It's there's really only three teams that can afford that money, and you know he's going to get more than that now. So, really, I think it's a Dodgers, Mets, Yankees type run. Okay. Those three teams. The Red Sox could have an outside shot, but I don't know if it's worth doing it right now for either of those teams except the Mets. And I'm trying. I'm not biased here with this. The only reason I say the Mets would do it right now is because their their manager is 65 years old. Their owner's in his 
in his 60s. They're clearly going for it all right now. So I um, can't hear an episode of MLM <laughs> without hearing a shot at the Angels. Bro, they're bums, honestly. It's pretty it's easy. Of, it is. It's just it's easy. easy pickings. I mean, it's like the Knicks at this point. You know, it's just oh. kicking them while they're down. And we're constantly down. The Angels are constantly down. So yeah. I guess uh, yeah. we're just, yeah, we're getting, we're taking advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> Especially, you know, Andy's hatred for Noah Syndergaard will oh. never Never it's die funny out. Too. It's funny, too, because one of my all-time favorite relievers was a Met last year. He's on the Angels right now. So it's funny. It's weird that uh, one of my favorite players is on their team, but also clearly my least favorite. Your least so. favorite, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you now, Juan Soto, you said it's between the Dodgers, in your opinion, Dodgers, Yankees, Mets. Yeah. Is there any other team out there? Because, I mean, there's got to be somebody who's looking at this from the outside in and is like, dang, we're a smaller market team. Maybe not as big contention, but like Juan Soto is what can lift us over the top. Well, I would say the Angels, but I don't know what they're willing to spend. But I, I said Boston because there's a lot of maneuvering they can do because JD Davis, uh, JD Davis, JD Martinez has his contract expiring soon. I think sales is in a couple of years. And by the time he gets that big time deal, you can probably make that work in, in, um, in Boston, but they weren't willing to do it, Mookie Betts. So that makes makes me kind of weary about them. That's why I say it's only those three teams because that's a lot of that's you're gonna think if he turned down 440 in 15 billion, years, they're million, yeah, almost a half a billion dollars, yeah. And that was for 15 years. If in two years he signs a deal for 13 years and he wants more average annual value, the deal's probably gonna be about 470 million, in my guess. He, he might hit half a billion, so. He's he's gonna be 25 as a free agent, I think 26. He's not hitting free agency though. Whoever trades for him is gonna give him the deal probably in a year or two. But I'd say Boston just because it, the money wise, there's a lot of teams that just can't afford that. That's that's more it's a, a year than a lot of teams. A lot of teams make, be, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so that's exactly why I'm switching teams at the end of the season. Now, I, I mean, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure who you've been rooting for, but the MLB is in quite a state right now where it's really like the big markets are just ruling. It's kind of wild. We haven't seen this in a while to where it's like Yankees, Mets, Dodgers all on top, you know, all these massive market teams. Um, So it, it is a good time to switch. If you're going to, I would probably say the best bet is, I mean, all biased aside, I think the best bet is probably to root for the Mets right now, just because of the regime that they brought in and knowing that, it can only get yeah. better from what they've done. So yeah. rooting for the Mets right now seems like if you're going to hop on a bandwagon before it's too late, because if you become a Yankee fan, you know, people are going to look at you a little funny, like, you're oh, 27 rings, you're hopping on that side. <laughs> but becoming a Mets fan right now, after Steve Cohen, you know, a billionaire just decided to buy the team and is clearly open yeah. to opening his pockets. And with the squad that they got this year, I think the Mets are a good choice if you're looking for a new team. And that's hard to say as a Yankee fan, but... Yeah. From a, kind of, a unbiased yeah. standpoint, that's how yeah, I it's, feel. It's kind of like buying a stock, you know. The stock no, it, hasn't it had much success yet, but it might. It probably will. So, yeah, yeah. And that actually uh, is a little bit of a hint and some foreshadowing as um, we're going to have a guest speaker coming on Moneyline Madness in the next coming month or two, and it's going to be. I'm not going to say his name yet because he he is of some uh, pretty high stature, but. He is a entrepreneur and investor that just started up a investment 
program in which you invest money in the same way you invest into stocks, except into athletes. So coming fall, there's going to be a new program out there. And we're just giving you guys a little bit of a hint. There's going to be a new program out there in which you can buy stocks in your favorite players or whoever you think is going to you know, shoot up come the end of the year. So for an example, if you had bought Jordan Poole at the beginning of last season, Obviously, his stock would have been maybe say a dollar fifty a piece. Come mm-hmm. the end of the season, he's probably sitting at about fifteen dollars. You know, there's a lot of money to be made in between right there. So it's definitely, you know, you're not going to be able to snag guys like Anthony Edwards. They're probably going to have a higher stock. Oh yeah, things like that. His so it's not necessarily going to be easy. It's not going to no. be easy money. But if you think that you have a good eye for player talent and you think that you can identify, you know, future superstars before they come on, it might be a way to make some money before the season starts. And, you know, I the biased part of me is saying RJ Barrett stock all day. But, you know, that's yeah, that's another I'm, story for another day. Yeah, I'm on the Rob Williams stock. I'm sure that'll be a decent price. That'll go up even further. So is that like jock market? So it's going to be something similar, except this is. Basically, there have been a lot of ideas of something like this coming around, but the guy that uh, we've been talking to, he is he's got the money for it. So he has the the money to put the capital out and make this kind of the I'm trying to think of the word. They've been looking for somebody to really give it a startup and Mm. have that original capital to take it to the next level. And so he is doing that with this new program and we're going to be happy to have him on and introduce that in the next coming weeks so definitely stay tuned we're all about fantasy sports and obviously all about making money at moneyline madness so you know we're taking our we're taking our picks there for sure speaking of making money do you want to come with some uh some picks today and end it with our home run derby picks oh yeah um so you want, yeah, how about you start? You know what? You start. You want me to start? All right. So one thing I was looking at today, and this actually comes up in about an hour and 40 minutes. I was checking out the Blue Jays going up against the Kansas City Royals. And one thing I really liked today was Jose Barrios line. Um, the Royals strike out a ton. So if you're looking for a little player performance double, um, I had Jose Barrios six plus strikeouts and Toronto Blue Jays to win at plus 110. He's hit this line five of his last six games. And so he's been, he had 10 strikeouts last game, which mm-hmm. for Jose Barrios, that kind of impressed yeah. me. I mean, like he's not necessarily known for his strikeouts. He's more of a fly ball pitcher, but against a team like the Royals, I'm confident in taking that. And for plus 110, I'm willing to take a risk for maybe half a unit. If you don't feel that that's safe, the Toronto Blue Jays, I mean, we always talk about it. Good teams playing bad teams. This is where you capitalize. So for the money line in general is minus 154. You could take that bankroll and consider that for, you know, that player performance double. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to what I know for the first one. Um, <laughs> yes, what I know. Yesterday, okay. yeah, yesterday I watched 21 hours of base, uh, 20, I'm sorry, 21 innings of baseball, about nine and a half hours. So I'm going to stick to the Mets and Cubs who just played a doubleheader yesterday and now they have to play a day game. So there's not going to be a lot of runs. So if you're interested in the under on that one, I would expect that. I don't expect there to be many runs at all. Probably the worst lineups for the teams are going to be in. Uh, but I'm going Mets money line regardless because, frankly, it's tough to watch the Cubs. It, it, I've never seen a team that's untalented and that dumb because they do things that makes you question. I mean, they tried to pick off Pete Alonso last night on second base, and it cost them the game-winning run. Yeah. I, they they did th- they do things, and I. This is no disrespect to their manager, their front office. They are just dumb guys. Like they're yeah. they're not smart players. And 
That's a, it's tough. That's and on uh, that's why I mean, but... truthfully, I'm confident in betting against them just because of that. Yeah. My good friend Sean, he uh, he's at the Knicks wall doing a podcast with them. Um, you could find him sometimes courtside with Ben Stiller at Knicks games. He's just oh, he's yeah. like that. But um, he had said, if you are stupid, unprovoked, I cannot trust you. That's one of his big his big things on his pod. And I agree right there. You see, if you're stupid, unprovoked, like why would I ever bet on yeah. the Cubs ever? No, like I'm hammering that against them every single day. You know, that's just they're like you said, they're so dumb. Like these are simple yeah. baseball plays. And when you look at that play with Pete, it's just like, bro, get the batter. Just yeah. go after the batter. The get thing out. about it was like, get out of the inning. Why yeah. are you trying to pick? Pete is not a threat to steal. No. And it was a run. The thing is, is it made, when I say it made zero sense, the pitcher had thrown four consecutive balls. He walked the first, the next, the first guy, then had a 2 0 count. Couldn't throw it near the plate. So he's already wild. There's a runner on third. So Pete's not stealing. He's not leading that far. He throws it into center field. Lindor scores, and it gave them the game-winning run. So it, when I say it didn't make any sense, it didn't make any sense, which is why today I'm going Mets money line. That game starts at two. Yep. Yeah, it's. I'm comfortable with it. I am definitely comfortable with that. Um, the Mets are on a roll, and they're probably you know they're going to look to stay hot going into this All-Star break. Oh yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna tail that right with you. Sticking to the National League though, I am seeing like I said, the trend of good teams playing bad teams. We got the St. Louis Cardinals going up against the Cincinnati Reds, taking that minus one and a half all day, all day. I know the Reds have been on somewhat of a better run. I guess you could say the the past week because they beat the Yankees twice. That's like, I guess the only reason that anybody could be backing them at the moment, but they're still basically a single A team getting thrown out onto, you know, a major league level. So the minus one and a half coming in at plus 122. So for plus money, the St. Louis Cardinals going up against the Reds, that just, that seems easy. I know it's your guy, Steven Matz on the yeah. mound. And that's why it's plus money because he's got a 603 ERA. So we're going to see if he can lower that today. I mean, it, it should be a get right game. It right? should be. Like it yeah. should be. Steven Matz has talent at the end of the day. So yeah. if he struggles against the Reds, then that's going to be a telltale sign that he needs to be out of that rotation. If St. Louis wow. has any like idea of competing because they're, they're not trying squad. they're trying i think they're trying to get luis castillo from the reds they're, that's what I'm they're gonna to need do. to try because they are they're they're not a bad team but they have no pitching and that's kind of been years and yeah no years i mean you can't them. you can't win without pitching yeah. so like, it's clear you need not only in the mlb these days you look at contenders i mean you look at the dodgers they're one through four starters are, you know, one starters on every almost yeah. every other team, bro. It's unreal. We talk about Tyler Anderson on here constantly. Yeah, too. they're five starter coming into the seasons an all star. Yeah. What is he like? Nine and one. Ten and, I think ten and one, but he had a bad start the other day. It raised his ERA to like two. Oh, which wow. raised oh, his ERA like, to like two, Oh, yeah. no. It's yeah. crazy. It really is. The Dodgers just like good teams just produce good talent no matter what. So yeah. if you're a team like the Cardinals, obviously a smaller market. You need your guys to step up to the plate as much as you can. And if they want to have any type of season, because I think that they're looking for a similarity to that Giants, San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants season oh, yeah. last year. So if you want any chance to have any lightning in a bottle, they need to go and acquire some type of starting pitching. And that would really make the difference for me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stick to another one that I had the other day. They have not lost in a very, very long time. 13 straight wins for the Mariners, so I'm sticking with them. They're facing, uh, I believe his name's Glenn Otto. Yeah, okay. Glenn Otto. Glenn, Glenny. Big Glenn's got a 550 ERA. I've Oof. got the Mariners one one and a half in this one. Chris Flexen's been pretty solid since um yep. since pretty much 
coming back from Korea. He's been pretty solid. So um, for the Mariners, been one of their better pitchers. It's it's tough because when you win 13 straight games, every day you kind of feel like regardless of who you're playing, this could be the end of it. This could be the end of it. But I don't not against the Rangers. If you go not into the All Star break with a 14 game winning streak, that's vibes. All right, that's that's next level vibes. So yep. minus one and a half two run win, easy. They they've been they've got one of the best players in the league this season in Julio Rodriguez. All Star home run derby. I mean. Everything in Seattle is going right. So I'm looking at Flexen in his last few games, his last couple starts, and he's been very impressive. I mean, he's giving you six to seven innings consistently. I mean, every time. And he's not necessarily a strikeout guy, but he's getting out. And I mean, that's really all you can ask for. They've played better, way better teams than the Rangers in this past, in his past five stretch. You know, they played the Angels twice, they played uh, the Padres. So, they're definitely playing better teams, so oh, yeah. I'm very comfortable with that as well. I think Flexen is going to be uh, Flexen per se. Flexin. And we we just got a comment on Twitch from uh, Solomon that says Flexen over on strikeouts. I like that. Now, one. yeah, I mean, hey, I said he wasn't a strikeout guy, but then you look at that game against the Padres, and he did put up eight over those six innings. So, I mean, I'm going to check right now what that line sits at, Flexin but it also is sh- interesting. Uh, the the Rangers also strike out. A ton. Semyon yeah, strikes a out a lot, specifically. I think you could count him for like he's almost one of those guys. Pretty much like coming, Gallo, like two, two exactly, per game. You could count least. him as like one or two per game. So Flexen sitting at three and a half. So yeah. Solomon with a great call right there, and yeah. I think you could add that onto your bet slip because yeah. I really like that one for sure. I, that one's perfect. They, the Rangers strike out. I think a lot more than other, more than a lot of other teams in the American League. They, they're. I know Simeon in particular strikes out a lot, but mm-hmm. especially against Flexen, who I, Flexen's been pretty solid. I mean, so you look at, I don't look at the advanced stats as much as everybody else does, but uh-huh. I know I think he's more of an advanced stats pitcher because you look on gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking the analytics right now, and um, all I see is that the Rangers stink. Yeah, so they do stink. That's really what, <laughs> it, what it's telling me. I mean, Corey Seager has been the best guy on their team, and he's hitting 255 with a you know 22 home runs. So in the home it's run tough derby, out here for them. He is in the home run derby, and we will we will get to that. In a we'll second. get to that. Oh look, we got the most sports account in here tuned in. What it do? I don't know who's behind there. Whether it's Imane, whether it's Corey, you know who it is. But what it do? You know we're lit on a Sunday morning, giving the people their uh their best chance to win some money today. You know, was Easy it like too early for morning. Ed to be awake? Was it too early for Ed to be awake on a Sunday morning? Too early for Ed to come in hating. That's yeah, hilarious. I think so. That is funny. Maybe. Well, I got one more pick for you, and we're going to keep it out west I with this tell. one. Oh, you got another pick? Okay, cool. <laughs> Fantastic. So we're really making – we're coming for the oh, money yeah. today. We are coming for it. Sticking out west, we got the Arizona Diamondbacks going up against the San Diego Padres, and the trends are there again. Once again, a good team playing a bad team. So I am running that minus one and a half for plus 134. They got Clevenger on the mound. I mean, he hasn't had the best of seasons coming back from Tommy John, but against a team like the Diamondbacks, it just seems evident that, you know, he's going to get right. So we're looking for him and Mats to tap into the talent. We have seen them display, and it's really not asking for much here, just covering a minus 1.5. When you're a good team like this, I mean, the Padres lineup should be able to handle business relatively easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I jinxed the uh, Diamondbacks. I think a few weeks ago we had an episode where I was like, wow, look at the Diamondbacks. They're actually very close to 500. 
I think they've lost like nine of ten or something. They're like thirty nine they of fifty two yep. now. We gave them yeah. a nice little. We, yeah. we praised Cattell Marte. We gave David Peralta well, a little shout out. David Peralta had- should be. They have a couple of guys that if you were looking for a hitter in your lineup and you're going to the playoffs, Cole Calhoun, David Peralta, those guys you should trade for. They have a very bad offense, but they have individual hitters who can do a lot of damage. But they're a terrible team. Yep. <laughs> Reminds me, like they have a lot of DH type of guys. Yeah, you know, like I yes. feel like that if a team is looking for a DH, you could definitely hit up the the Mets. There you go. I mean, the, uh, we Cole are seeing Calhoun a lot of be my last option though, but yes, they are definitely yeah, guys that can I mean, make damage for you. Yeah, no, it's definitely not who like your your first pick at whoever no. you would want. But if you're looking, I feel like the National League in the, in a sense wasn't prepared for the DH as much as they should have been. No, well, a lot of teams thought they were, and I can only speak from the NL East's perspective. A lot of teams thought they were. I know the Braves knew they were, and they 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 were. They have a uh, Adam Duvall and uh, Eddie Rosario, so they just flip them back and forth. Yeah. But I know the Mets in particular. They thought they were, thought they had Dom Smith, JD Davis, Robbie Cano at the time, yeah. and it just none of them worked out. Yeah. That's, that's it's tough. It's tough because those guys have never done that before. When you're in the National League, if you're in the lineup, you are also playing the field. Being a DH is is tough because you're you're sitting around and then Rob, your job. Robbie is Cano hit. definitely has, but he's well, no, no, no. Robbie Robbie Cano is also 38 years old, so it's, yeah, it's okay. a little different. For him. Yeah, I know. We talked about the the him pimping that home run, bro. I had then seen the clip of it afterwards in the SpongeBob jersey, right? No, but this was a different one. This one was like a camo type jersey. This was just oh, like yeah, a few yeah. days ago. Got you. He well, now he's in Atlanta. Yeah, no, he is in Atlanta now. Um, he literally just flexed on this guy as if he like he flexed on this MILB pitcher mm-hmm. as if Robbie Cano doesn't have like four hundred million dollars under his belt in MLB yeah. contracts. Like yeah, it was it's, hilarious. Like it's tough. like his life was all revolving around that one home run. Like it yeah. was so funny. Um, but yeah, Robbie Cano was definitely an option for a DH for you guys. I yeah, mean, but you're right. The yeah. the Diamondbacks actually do have a few guys that I could see get traded and be DH somewhere else. But I I know for certain Arizona's a bad team. So you said while well, you had Padres minus one and a half. Yeah, minus one and a half for plus one thirty four plus money on that. Like, come yeah. on, man, I'm taking that That's all good. day, okay. all day. All right, my, let me hear your. I'll your hit my last one, and it's yeah. it's not going to be a popular one at all on this one. No, I'm going Boston money line. I'm, I'm going. So, whenever these two teams play, I I throw out what happened the previous night. This time, I'm not going to do that. The Red Sox got embarrassed last night. That was that it was, was awesome. bad. Fourteen to one, they let a guy with a mustache kick their ass. Uh, it's it's embarrassing what happened last night. So they're going to come out with a different type of fire. They've got a. They have a good lineup. I I don't really understand how they've struggled so much to hit, but today against an ace, they're gonna have to play their A game. But they also have their ace on the mound, so I've got them just money line, just winning the game. I think it'll be a close one and also a low scoring game because I think the Yankees used up a lot of their runs last night. Fourteen to one was yikes, but yeah. So I've got Red Sox money line at plus one sixty. So you're getting plus money on that for a reason. Okay. I would agree that I don't think that there's going to be nearly as many runs scored today, but I don't know, man. There's something about the Yankees lineup that just consistently like the fact that Matt Carpenter is coming in and in 30 games with the Yankees has 14 home runs and is hitting 380. Like it just, it's insane to me, like how you just make these moves and they just work out to the best possible scenario, like beyond your wildest dreams. So I, 
I don't know if I could get behind the Red Sox as like a Yankee fan. You know, my heart is telling yeah. me that we're going to pull this one out just being that it's the last game before the all-star break. The Yankees have been dominating the AL East all season. And I think yesterday you had said the Yankees got all of their runs out, but let's not forget they're the Red Sox biggest hitter lately has been Raphael Devers. Oh, and yeah. he got his home runs out of the way maybe yesterday. So if oh, we're going along yeah. that same lines of talk, you know, I know he's Garrett's daddy in a, in a sense. I mean, that's pretty evident. The Red Sox are Garrett's daddy. In I mean, general. specific, more specifically, <laughs> Raphael is his father, but, um, and he, he admits it too. you know, it is what it is. He has his number. It, it happens in baseball. Sometimes guys just see your ball better than oh, they yeah. see other guys. It, it happens. And yeah. when that, when it does happen, it's, it's not fun if you're on, no, on the other not side at all. of things, but I think Garrett's going to come out. I didn't, I don't anticipate him, you know, being lights out, but I do think that he's going to give the Yankees, you know, a good chance, obviously to win this game. And, they want to go into the break hot. So after dropping two to the twins, I don't know. My heart is telling me I can't get behind it, but I can see where you're coming from in a sense that you think Red Sox ace on the mound, bounce back type Second of Second start so. back back from the I.L. rested, ready to go. Wants to go into the all-star break with a, uh, with a good feeling. He's got a feeling, chip on his so. shoulder right now. Yeah. So I, I understand where you're coming from, and I can respect it, but I don't love it as a Yankee fan. I feel that. I feel uh, yeah. All right, so we have... To end off the episode, we're coming in with our home run derby picks. And, I mean, I think this one, for you, relatively easy to talk about. A little um, bit. A little bit. So, you know, let me let me hear it. Let me hear it. I'll let you take this one away. Go ahead. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, he's won it twice in a row already. So, it, it's he's going to let everybody down in the third one. But I, I don't think Pete Alonso's built that way. This to him is kind of like, this is a cool, this would be a really cool moment. I'm not sure if anybody's won it three times in a row. I know Ken Griffey Jr. won it three times. I don't think he did it in a row. Mm -hmm. It would be really, it's really something he looks forward to every year. He was never not going to do it. He was always going to do it. He's not purely a home run hitter as much this year. He's hitting a lot of doubles, does a lot of RBIs. But he has the know of how to do it already. He's done it twice. We heard Todd Todd say it on most sports TV the other day. It takes stamina. When you've been in there and done that before, that helps you in the home run derby. So I know his odds are obviously the, the uh, worst, if you will. They're plus 185. But to get Pete Alonso, a guy who's won it twice in a row, to, to win it at plus 185, at plus money, that is that's, a that's great good bet. stuff. So that's I, a great bet. That's who I have. And clearly. I mean, the only thing that's holding me back, you look at the competition. And so for those who don't see the FanDuel odds, Pete Alonzo, the heavy favorite at plus 185. Then the next one is Kyle Schwarber, plus 300. Juan Soto, plus 650. Acuna, plus 700. Julio Rodriguez at plus 950. Seager, 950 as well. Jose Ramirez at plus 1500. And then the OG, Albert Pujols at 2300. Yeah. So the only thing I'm, I'm going to write two of these guys off right now, and I don't know if that's a little messed up to do, but Kyle Schwarber, you're out of here. Julio, you're out of here. In my mm. opinion, I just Ooh. don't think that those guys have, and honestly, you could probably throw Seager in there too. Well, I, I think that it's, gonna I would come probably write off. I wouldn't write off Julio as much. I definitely wouldn't write off Schwarber. I think he's done it before. I think he knows how to do it. So, but I would definitely write out Pujols, Seager, and Julio, you could convince me to write him off. He's I still know, too young. I know Schwarber's young. been here before, but I mean, all 
that the, all the guy does is pop out. You know, like yeah. this guy. Like I don't know. Nothing has convinced me that like this is Kyle Schwarber's big home run. Like I don't know. True. I haven't yeah, seen I enough from him this season to be convinced that he's like worthy of winning a home run yeah. right now. I so that. I think if we're talking. Uh, who I think is going to win. I'm right there with you with Pete. I think that plus 185, that's great. I mean, for the value of it, you can't be a guy that's won two in a row now. Like, that just doesn't – I would figure he would come in at, like, maybe minus 100. Yeah. Like, If Pete doesn't win, who do you have? Because I'm sure we have the same person. I have Juan Soto. If if Pete doesn't win, it's going to be Juan Soto. Yeah, uh, I figured Juan Soto. And then my third place, I was thinking Jose Ramirez. You know, and that that's a good point. Jose Ramirez is very curious to me. I actually questioned why he was in it because he's not a pure home run hitter. I only think he is, like, 16, 17 this year. But you always see that kind of guy that comes out of nowhere and is really good. Like, I, I'm i not 100% sure. I think Pete beat somebody the first time he was in it. I'll have to look it up and maybe I'll tweet it. But he um he beat somebody who just came out of nowhere. Like, there's in the home run derby, there's always one guy who you're like, well, why is he in there? And I think Jose Ramirez is kind of that guy right now. Because as much as like I questioned Albert Pools being in it, because I, I don't think he should be in it. I don't think he has to swing for it, but I get why he's in it. He's a all-time great home run hitter. Jose Ramirez is just a, too, you know? yeah. Jose Ramirez is an is a batting average hitter and, and he can hit home run hit home runs, but it's not what he's meant for. So he's a guy who I could kind of see be a sneaky home run guy because we don't know how he hits in batting practice. That's really all this is. So it's very possible that he's an amazing home run hitter in batting practice. So. Yeah, and I mean, for plus 1,500, yeah, I, I like that. You know, for plus 1,500, I really am intrigued. I mean, you throw five bucks on that, and you're coming away with 75. So, like, yeah. for plus 1,500 odds, Jose Ramirez, we've seen him. He's a talented baseball player. So like, he's good. one of the best third basemen in the league. I wanted him. By far, every year. For a long time. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a stud. So, for that value, I feel like he's somewhat disrespected. And, Little, uh, uh, very dis- yeah, very disrespected. I was, I at first I was curious why he was in it, and then I realized like we don't know how these guys hit in batting practice. That's really yeah. like I said, that's all this is. Like, you look at Seager. I think Seager. The only reason he's in it is because it's in LA. Like, so yeah, yeah. That's the so, only reason he's in it again. Let so. me ask you if you could give Jose Ramirez kind of new odds, or even we'll we'll say Albert Pujols as well. Jose and Pujols, if you had to give them new odds on what their FanDuel betting should be to win this home run derby what would you pick for them i would bump up uh I'd lower i guess you would say uh jose Romano, i would be bump up um put him at about plus 900 closer to, closer to julio probably maybe a little bit below ronald acuna and i would put albert Pujols as like plus 10,000. i think there's no shot he wins this i uh, he disrespect to the og he is I say this with respect. He's an older guy. His swing has never been home run derby swing either. He has a slower swing. His stance is is very calculated, and the stat we heard Todd say it. The stamina matters in this. It does. How you can deal with the energy going down matters in this, and and I think for an older guy that'll be tougher. I I agree. I just I really it. would like to see him do well. Um, I've always been a big Albert Pujols guy, like going back, oh, yeah. like as a kid, I just, he was the man, you know, I oh. remember playing the bigs on, uh, the Wii. I don't know if you're familiar with that game, but that back when, uh, Vladdy senior was in there as well. So like, we're, we're going back. Yeah. And, uh, this was, that was probably my favorite baseball game to play as a kid besides Mario super sluggers. Oh, and that game was that game. I, was... I fell in love with Albert Pujols, Vladdy senior and, uh, 
I'm trying to remember who else it was, but I, I want to say like Scott Rowland. And those guys were just absolute monsters in the bigs and uh, just a ton of fun there. So I'm always going to be rooting for Albert Pujols, but I understand he is older, so the odds are not in his favor. Um, I would agree with Jose Ramirez. I think he should sit between plus 800 and plus 950. Yeah, That sounds pretty okay. fair to me, but I think the boys are on, on the Pete wave today. Yeah, I think, I, think he, I still think he's going to win it pretty easily. I think he's going to win it pretty easily. You bring up Mario Superslugger's. If if Andy B was in a slump in Mario Superslugger's, there was controllers being thrown around the room. I, really? I would get mad. That oh, game would man. piss me off. All right, yeah. Great game, though. Fantastic game. Can't... Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, we'd love to see it. You know what? Maybe we'll do a little Moneyline Madness uh, Super Sluggers live stream too one day. Oh, that's a great you know, idea. A little bit of the uh, – you know we could get a little gaming stream going while we hit some bets. Yeah, you know, real quick before we know. before we leave, would you get the bat on the Wii? Would you have the bat or would you just use the controller? Dude, you got to have the little bat. You had to have Stop the bat. Stop playing, right? bro. Stop playing. Come on. If you're going to play, you got to play the game right. Like, let's have yeah. some class around here. Yeah, you know? come on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode 51. In case you guys are not familiar and you can't see the banner at the bottom right there, don't forget to follow on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, all the above, ML Madness Pod. We're posting clips. We're posting our picks. Any hedges, anything like that that we see. If injuries come about, you know, if home run derby switching in and out, something happens, we're going to be right there to keep you updated throughout all of it. So don't forget to drop a follow and we're going to be back later in this week talking more baseball, oh, hopefully yeah. talking some, uh, some NBA trade rumors as well. And well, that yeah. kind of soured a little bit. What happened? It, it, did. it slowed down. You know, we might see it come back though. We'll, we'll, we'll be back. We will be back. Um, and we're also going to be talking on what our favorite teams could do nearing the deadline to uh, kind of bolster themselves as the oh, best yeah. teams in the American and National League. So yeah. don't miss out on that. And, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for watching, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Let's go Mets.